the Move Hub podcast. I'm Joshua. And I'm Priscilla. Please, like, make sure you differentiate between mine and Tora's name. Yeah, we've got <laughs> so, so much feedback. We are so tired. <laughs> we don't sound alike. Like, I think they do, but you know. Is deeper what than Priscilla's, mean? so just look out for that. Everybody needs to chill out. Literally. <laughs> whatever. Allegedly. Thank you guys uh, for all the feedback that you've given, given to us over the last, for the last two podcasts, episode one, part one, and episode one, part two. We've had a lot of good feedback, a lot of yeah. you guys saying you enjoyed this discussion, thought it was relatable. So yeah, thank you guys. It's been very touching. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, it's been a it's it's been amazing and um it's 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 been able to start conversations. I've had so many conversations mm. start up as a result of people listening in and um yeah, we just wanna keep that going up the levels, you know, so please do continue with your feedback and anything that you wanna share with us. Um yeah, we'd, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, so don't forget to hashtag TM Podcast if you're talking about it or just at us or at the Move Hub um, for any feedback you want to give. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, shall we get into it? Yeah, all the PSAs are done. <laughs> 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 so, basically, um, third podcast. And this time round, we're going to be discussing black feminism, um, starting off with Serena Williams, which, like, if you don't know the ins and outs, I'm sure you've seen things on Twitter, on Instagram, but I'll leave it to Joshua to explain if you don't know. (laughs) Yeah, so basically, um, Naomi Osaka beat Serena Williams, and she deserves a lot of credit for how she played in the the match, Mm. Um, but it was unfortunately marred by the fact that Serena was unfairly treated by the umpire. Um, it's something that, you know, even male tennis players have come out on Twitter and said, you know what, I've sworn at umpires, I've said this to umpires, I've done this, and, like, a game wasn't given away Yeah. as a result of it. And so it was just very clear that she was unfairly cheated and treated. Yeah, it's just a shame that a, a great game had to go down, will go down in history as a another example of the racism that Serena has faced whilst being like one of the greatest athletes that have ever lived. Yeah. Kind of racism and sexism all at once kind of yeah. um what she experienced, especially as you look at like kind of like the aftermath, like that mm. guy who made that drawing of her, made like over accentuating her kind yeah. of black features, whitewashing um, Naomi Osaka, making her look like um, what's that woman who is um supposedly Rachel Dolezal? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what's her name? Sharon Nova. I oh, making her. Yeah, wh- yeah. Basically, whitewashed her to look like Sharon. Yeah, her. <laughs> um, so just like those depictions, it was just. I don't know if they go to that same length when um males have like quote-unquote tantrums on no, like on literally the... like in 2009 roger federer like smashed his racket nobody said a damn thing literally. nobody came up to him like asking oh what are you gonna tell your children when they see this and yet reporters were coming up to her asking what are you gonna tell your daughter when she's old enough to like literally 
Yeah, it's ridiculous because I think that speaks to the double standard that we see across sex. Um, you know, women are held to a higher standard, you know, um, drunkenness. You know, if a woman is drunk and on the mess on the floor, drunk a drunken mess, for example, um, compared to a man, a man is seen, oh, that's just a lad, you know, he's just having fun, oh, he's waved or whatever, yeah. Mm. But if a woman's doing it, it's like, oh, like you've got no class, you're a mess, you're a whatever, slag or mm. whatever. Um, and I think Excuse it's... Me, <laughs> where did the word slag come from? I'm just, <laughs> that yeah, I don't from? know. Just It's just negative words that, that people would attach to attach to women um, unfairly based on them behaving in a way that's similar to men. And men don't get that stigma. They don't get a, a label attached to them for, you know, having sex freely. Angry black women. Yeah. But yeah, and it's like the additional kind of discrimination because she's black, so not even just because, like, having that um, male and female dynamic that, oh, because, um, like, usually when males do it, it's not picked up. It's because, like, obviously she's a black woman, so I feel like it's even more expected for her to subdue her emotions mm. or not to come across as, yeah, like you said, being a the angry black woman or whatever you really have to subdue your emotions so that you don't come come across that way mm. and like always take into take into account those kind of stereotypes that are put against you so the fact that she kind of acted out it's like people just ran with it literally just took it as took their pitchforks and started coming for her Honestly, and like all, <laughs> all angles I, I literally was, i was on the phone with toro this morning and like i don't know if you guys follow um serena williams family like the baby and um, the baby's doll is called Quay Quay, yeah. I follow the doll and I have no shame in it. What? But yeah, it's a you really. follow a doll. It's a funny account. Wow. And so, yeah, I follow, I follow it. What and is going um, on? basically, like, they post photos of the doll. And people are all up in the comment section, like, oh, the reason why the doll's sad is because, like, her grandmother acted inappropriately. She disgraced the name of Tennis. I was thinking, what is going on? Oh, my on here? God. Literally, <laughs> what is it? I, I genuinely think people are sick. Like you're on an Instagram account or Facebook account out here talking. Child soul. Yeah, I mean the world needs Jesus right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I feel like it's just seen throughout her career. It's not even just this one incident. Just the way that they, you know, sexualize her body or say that. Um, that her because of testosterone levels or something or like that's the reason why she's actually winning these matches and just trying to discredit her in any way shape or form that they can mm. and so like obviously using the fact that she is a woman also that she's a black woman so i feel like that kind of goes on to like the differentiation um between what <laughs> the differentiation between you know mainstream feminism and then uh black feminism like if that that dynamic that differentiation is needed yeah. and i feel like it is based on like the reaction that people actually gave serena mm. um i feel like within like kind of the mainstream feminist movement they kind of they forget the, the kind of nuances within black feminism that you know it's this double discrimination that you have it's not just intersectionality yeah exactly because then you like because then you also see Castor Semenaya. I don't know if you guys saw it. She's a South African athlete and she's always being um, judged because the testosterone, they say that her 
testosterone levels are whatever whatever and that that gives her an unfair advantage and everything like that it's the same thing like she's basically being told you know you're not a woman like a woman can't be doing what you're doing like so being a man is the way to explain it yeah and even questioning whether she should be she should run with women or compete against women like what kind of what kind of question is that please it's such a double standard like oh try your best like obviously like racism sexism exists but if you try hard you can (laughs) you can beat it and then when like they do try hard and black women do like you know succeed it's like oh actually no like this is something's wrong here yeah Yeah, it's like these are the reasons just trying to discredit you these are the reasons why and then trying to stop whatever those reasons why trying to put things in place to stop you reaching that achievement Mm. and like yeah this is like a perfect example of what when it's being shown like why we need a difference between mainstream feminism and black feminism yeah exactly definitely think though that it's it's interesting because when we were speaking the other day about the um like issues that we think are menial feminist issues that mainstream feminism focus on like i think you're talking about the um traffic lights oh goodness yeah (laughs) (laughs) so basically you know i i read a whole article and i somewhat understand but at the same time i'm just like are people serious as in like some mainstream feminists are out here campaigning first of all that alexa as in the amazon home like voice control assistant shouldn't have a female voice because she's in a subservient position and we've moved past that now so there's that (laughs) but then also like there was a whole different article um, about how like you know the walking green man like the traffic light like how it should be a walking green woman and i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like like there are people dying in this world there are people going through like a madness like can't wear their simple hair to work the hair that grows out of their head to work without you know being discriminated against and being told actually you need to go change that um and you're out here saying that you don't want to see a a walking a a green man when you're crossing the street yeah literally things that don't affect everyday life but when like you said you're being told like yeah the hair that's growing out of your scalp you can't come to work with that you need to change it you need to cut it off or whatever like it doesn't make any sense to come with these like it just makes mainstream feminism feminism look kind of rid- <laughs> ridiculous but mm. like yeah just not not having a lot of substance to it, it it's like w- with with the whole walking man walking green man argument like on the one hand i'm just like nice nah, foolishness but then on the other hand i'm just like like when i read further into the article it's basically saying that it's perpetuating the idea that like manhood masculinity is like the norm so like i don't know if you guys have seen that um netflix documentary um, yes. explained you made, yeah. you made us wa- yeah, <laughs> watch <I don't> it <laughs> we've definitely seen it but the, the most recent episode um is called like why um are women paid less and in it this one guy's talking about how he was in a meeting at work and they were like criticizing him basically for using the word guys like saying okay guys let's do this blah 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 because it's making masculinity seem like the norm so Mm. in terms of like that and like setting the standard um of gender against like maleness i somewhat understand because like people are always talking about how like the standard of normality in the media is whiteness as in Mm. that's all we see on 
TV, like that's what we judge beauty and strength off of. But in general, though, I, I don't know. I'm really torn about that. It's actually really, it's actually really mad. But then we was also talking about the fact that in in uh, our developing countries or what they call you know third world countries, you know the feminist the feminist issues that they're worried about. They might look at you know uh, the wage gap. They might look at the wage gap and think, what? Like, is that all you have to worry about when they're worrying about child marriages? Yeah. Worrying about FGM, worrying about breast ironing. I can somewhat understand that, but then it's like, as in, I agree, like, for different places on the earth, there's going to be different, like, types of feminism. But at the same time, I'm just like, that's why we have intersectionality. That's why we have different streams of feminism. Like, as in, people down in East Africa... Um, or women rather down in East Africa may be like, oh, why are these people complaining about like not seeing themselves on TV when I'm just out here like dealing with the effects of FGM? So yeah. as in like, I agree there are different like, there are different struggles depending on where you are in the world, but at the same time, like that's why intersectionality exists. Like that's why we have different types of feminism in general, like. yeah. No, I, I I definitely I definitely hear that because like yeah, it's just a bit um, I can imagine for those people, but but like you said, yeah, intersection. That's why intersectionality is is so important. I actually only learned of that word like since feminism came about. So feminism has definitely taught me something. I didn't know inter- <laughs> what inter- intersectionality was. No. I've been a feminist for a long time. Oh right? my days. Always chime. I've been a feminist a long time. <laughs> Always chime. But like in in regards to black feminism though, one of my biggest qualms is like black men and white women. Oh gosh. Like as in I feel like in terms of white women, like they understand what like patriarchy, they understand what it's like to live in a society where like the sh- the power structure is not set up for them where there's an oppressor and they're just expected to sit there and be subservient and exactly the same with black men as in like you understand racism you understand a power structure yeah. so why can you not understand like why do both parties <laughs> <laughs> like and i'm not when i say like black men and white women i'm not talking about every single person obviously but like in general, when I hear like people criticizing black feminism, it's of those two groups and they're just not really getting it. And I don't understand how you can not get it when you already understand the power structure. Yeah, and I feel like, I feel like that, like if you're part of, like you feel like you're being oppressed, I feel like sometimes you find it hard to believe that you're actually also a, an oppressor in a mm. system. I so I feel that's like- a, That's a very good point. Yeah, so I feel like, they can like observe their own oppression and be like okay yeah i understand that this is here but it's like when you're telling me now that oh <laughs> the way i talk the way i go within the workplace or whatever um it's now contributing to your oppression it's just like nah like i'm not really trying to hear like i'm not really yeah. trying to hear that and it's yeah. like oh i'm being discriminated discriminated against myself how do i even have the power to now start discriminate discriminating against you like this group but it's like no like even like just being passive like say you you've seen a situation where 
like a black woman like in the workplace let's say for example is being kind of you can see that there's some sexism going on and you just stand back and you don't say anything it's like some people may think that oh like i'm not playing any part in this by not saying anything but it's like no you, you are, are actually by not saying anything silence. yeah your yeah. silence is showing that like you're it's buying into this system and it's like there's like a quote from Desmond Tutu it's like if you're silent about an injustice then you're on the side of the oppressor and I think it's so yes. true yeah. if you're conscious about especially look at you Joshua <laughs> <laughs> remember I'm a feminist oh, yeah. oh, shut up okay, sorry, <laughs> so if you're sorry. conscious about like an injustice like say you've had a conversation like you Joshua say like we've had a conversation with you about mm. black feminism or the discriminations the compounded discriminations that we face as being black and women yeah and then you see a situation happening and you see the discrimination being played out Mm. you are part of the problem you are part of the system because you're conscious of what's happening you're no longer unconscious because obviously there's unconscious bias but you're conscious of it and you're still not saying something so you're like playing into this um, power structure Mm. yeah would you say that would you would you say that that's for <laughs> nothing yeah. to say, hey. Nothing to say. I was just gonna ask, like, would you? S- I was gonna ask, would you say that that's for? Um, I guess you know what. Regardless, if it was a race racist issue, I'd expect a guy to step in. Yeah, and if it's, it's a sexism issue, we know that there's gonna be an undertone of racism to that. And yeah, so I guess in all situations, you just gotta step the hell up and and be a man. Um, what's her name? Chimamanda, yeah, got like bare backlash um, a couple of years ago because she like said that sexism makes her angrier than racism. And like, I feel like in terms of what you said, Toro, that's like this, it's like a perfect analogy for it or a perfect like quote for it rather. Because when what she was saying is that sexism, like she feels alone in it in terms of like the people that are closest to her, her family members, like other black men, like just don't get sexism but they can understand racism and there's a real like strength in like people understanding where you're coming from yeah 100% it's like you have to not only do you have to explain yourself to like mainstream people like from the white people let's just <laughs> mainstream <laughs> people mainstream. I'm trying to be PC he's underground then I'm trying to be black PC. people are underground like I don't understand like well, mainstream be, okay forget that white people yeah but it's like you also have to <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, okay. White people, yeah. And then you also have to explain yourself to within your community, like the black black men in your community, try and explain yeah. it to them. And mo- a lot of the time, they don't seem to have that same kind of empathy. Like a lot of time, sorry, hold on. Okay. A lot of the time, <laughs> well, obviously this is a kind of a generalization, but I feel like some of the frustration comes from the fact that even though black like you said before even though black people black men experience racism for some reason they cannot empathize with the specific struggle that black women have and they it's like they don't it's i don't know if it's they don't want to see it or they just can't see it and it's like they dismiss it and say like let's look at this bigger issue of racism in general then we can get to your your specific yes. issues they always come um, chatting about that and you know what remember a few um, a few months a few weeks a few months ago back when the violin was going on we did a poll on twitter and like we asked like 
people like based off of what's her name Samira's Sim- experience yeah do you feel like black women have a harder time dating in the UK all of these black men jumping in ah, nah, nah. it's just a show <laughs> everybody calm down nah, 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 nah. literally so yeah. her wow. point saying that she feels alone I'm so sorry <laughs> her point yeah, that she's feeling so alone I'm like, just like <laughs> just, <laughs> just <laughs> women explaining <laughs> sorry, yeah. Okay, go, 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 speak, speak, okay, I'm gonna speak my truth, so I definitely agree, I think that, that black men should do a lot better with understanding the, the issues that black women face that are compounded, essentially, and I think, I think the issue for a lot of black men is the fact that they feel as if I'm already going through my stuff, and and for a lot of black guys they can't identify with the with the sexism like the, it's it's not something that it's not something that they have ever had to be aware of but so if we're you in get a race, if you yeah get we race. get we get race because we experience race that's why, why we get race understand a different power structure literally. no because it's not something that we've had to understand until the last what 20 years like it's really been ramping up this idea of gender equality so you're asking a lot of guys a lot of men to understand like something in a very short space of time and it's not saying that they shouldn't it's i'm not saying that they shouldn't but i'm saying that i'm saying that this is the whole like movement towards gender equality and understanding the smaller like the microaggressions the smaller things that you guys feel and 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 are affected by if we're not aware of that how can we how do we respond to that if we're not aware of that how do we respond to that i know you got <laughs> i know you're ready to say but but can i let me finish so i can i no, definitely you believe sound like a white person why so I, I don't understand i don't understand what i, I correct. don't understand racism i don't correct. understand like as in i've never had to experience, experience it, it. So yeah but yeah, literally the but frustration this is the you feel yeah when people are like all white people are like oh it's 2018 oh that doesn't even exist no but what, so if no, it was time ago see, we had barack see, obama see, but black people aren't, but black people aren't black men aren't saying that though we're just saying we don't get it you need to educate us we don't get it, it it's different because because how are we supposed to learn from how are we supposed to learn from anyone but the people that's experienced it? Would white people learn about racism if black people weren't a- around? How like how would they know about racism? How would they be able to understand it unless a black person no, said to I, them, "Oh, I agree. you know, this is my experience. This is why I went." Because that's what we had to do. We had but to scream it like, from the rooftops. My issue is not that like oh you know. Um, that we have to educate you it's like when we're telling you these things and you're not actually listening listening as yeah. in like we saw samira's experience in love island that it was undeniable that she was unfairly treated on that show and yet all of these black guys jumping in the poll comment section chatting about ah that's the first thing of, first of all yeah i'd like to denounce all of you guys because you suck yeah, you chat rubbish. If you couldn't see, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, okay. Guys. If you couldn't, see, if you couldn't see that she was unfairly treated, and you felt like it was just, you know, it's just a show, whatever. Like, I'm not one of them guys. I'm very aware of the issues that black women face, but I had to listen first. I had to listen. Like, you have to have a period where you listen and you actually see things taking place, and you're like, ah, oh, flip. 
I never thought of it like that. It's a process of education. But why do you always have to see it? Why can't you take my experience? I'm telling you that this is my life. This is my experience. Because that's um, an example that Chiamanda gave in, um, in that YouTube video. She was like... Feminist manifesto. Oh, no. Um why we should all be feminists yeah. yeah she said that she had a friend and she kept telling her um kept telling her friend that she was kind of experiencing the same thing and it wasn't until um he actually experienced it with her mm. that he was like oh okay taxi. yeah the tech yeah. yeah so i can't obviously so the story <laughs> was that they were in a taxi together um when it was time to pay um chimamanda got out of the taxi and paid the driver and the driver thanked the man yeah being like any money that she had it has to have come from the man she can't have her own money or whatever yeah so and it wasn't until that moment that they had eye contact and he was like oh wow yeah but this is i get it if if you know anything about men okay we are we are we are so skeptical even when our even towards each other men we're always very skeptical we're always very Mm, like if someone tells us a story we're not really mm, we're not really we, we're very much we're very logical we're more we have to see it to believe it kind of people but why when and you so, experience um a racist power structure on a day-to-day basis yeah, we, why can't you hear us exactly, and be like so okay that there's potential for, for that to be true no but it's not saying that there's no potential i don't feel like people are saying that there's no way that it exists but i think people what a lot of guys unfortunately are doing are thinking that women are playing it up like black women are playing it up so like maybe exaggerating about it or whatever because because not because i'm gonna be i'm gonna be very real i want to be wait this is exactly what white people see but this is i'm just yeah (laughs) disclaimer i'm just explaining the view yeah but i'm explaining i'm explaining the view because frustrating when you like it's incredibly frustrating when you have to battle with people who are meant to you know you're meant to be a community they're meant to be coming kind of coming to your defense they're meant to be on your side exactly so it's like you have to convince two sets of people yeah i think there's a really frustrating i think there's a difficulty here because um we have to look at that it's not just in the black community that women issues aren't understood it's across the world so we're talking about white people chinese people um african whatever like every every continent has this issue like it's not like gender equality specific to the to the black race so this is something that's just across the board that people are struggling with men and women we are very different we think differently we perceive things very differently and we have to take that into consideration yes you can change it and it should change and we have to be educated like now the person that i am and the understanding i have now is because of education i wouldn't have been able to just get it just like that just because someone said oh you know you know this happens to me at work i think it's this if one person says that to me in my like circle of life if one person says that to me am i just supposed to take their word for it like that's that, not that, that's not that it's very different time that you're hearing about it but in terms of what that person has experienced for them to come to that conclusion they could have experienced that multiple times like oh. but there's a whole like um theory i forgot like the the name of it but basically saying that us as like ethnic minorities or like minorities in general not even ethnic you're more likely to try and think of every other situation every other scenario as to why you are unfairly treated other than like the blatant obvious mm. which is like like you're black 
or yeah. you're a woman. Yeah. So the fact that like you have gone through life in this body and you've experienced this multiple, multiple, multiple times, you now know the signs. So if somebody comes and tells you, even though this is the, maybe the first time you're hearing it, like yeah. they know. But we're not, but and that's I feel a like lot of known. assumptions. That's I feel like it's known as well because obviously we have the gender pay gap. We have yeah, the race is, pay gap. Those are only, compounded. Yeah, so you know that... only really coming to the fore in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, but why is We're it taking so long centuries. to grasp? This isn't a big... It, it's not a big thing but to... But the issue... Like, you have all of these other countries. Like, for, I mean, the reason why we document history is so that we can learn from it. Like, yeah. you have, like... Um, what is it? Iceland. And Rwanda. And Rwanda. You, you have Sweden. All of these places that have put in, like, systems to ensure that their women can, like, progress in like the employment sector well employment sector in employment <laughs> <laughs> um so like it's not as though this is something brand new that's the it's thing. not something it's brand not. new but on a on a world on a worldwide scale it's the first time where it's something where it's like you cannot deny like you cannot pretend you haven't heard of feminism 10 years ago had you really heard of feminism but not even you, but like that's putting a label on it's it. Not, but just it's, the concept no, but, that but the women concepts, are disadvantaged compared to men. That's been known. That's I been don't think. Known. I don't think it has. Was it something? What? Wait, 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 no, wait, wait, wait. No, that's wait, been known. Wait, I'm so wait, sorry. Wait, wait, no, uh, <laughs> I just you right no, no, no. No, I'm sorry. Okay, that's wait, rubbish. Wait, what I'm saying is, what okay, is that? there might there might have been an understanding that there was an inequality, but in terms of an understanding that this was a widespread world structural practice that was happening across the world so when he was in secondary school or in growing up um as a teenager was this something that you was like oh i was so aware of this and that, that. men from your earned sex. more than women yes a- that women were meant to experience. supposedly meant to be in in the home and not in the workplace yes yeah but i'm talking about like a wider like lots of research into it all of the like all of the speakers and mate who's researching that at have. that age please <laughs> i beg at the age of 13 who, who is really but, doing that but what what i'm saying is is that for a lot of us that are my age now a lot of the guys that you would be speaking about it that would be responding to the polls and whatever on social media this is the age that they're at so this is this isn't something that what, for me yeah the last no i'm saying that for, for I, me as in like i i didn't grow up like knowing disability yeah as in, I didn't experience it. None of my immediate family experienced it. I didn't have any yeah. friends that were disabled. But I am still able to grasp the fact that, like, old. people with disabilities or people with, um, like, learning um, disabilities or whatever, or, like, behavioral disabilities, like, that they can be discriminated against and that things, like, therefore need to be put in place to ensure that they are not discriminated against. That's something that, you're, Basic. That's something that you're taught, though. It's something don't look... Are you? Don't, don't this person's in a wheelchair oh watch out the way move out the way when you're in school i was well, i was taught that you've got to be um, respectful like to people but in school or when someone was re- when someone had autism in school but we really most of the time you wouldn't have known back then because autism research on autism was poor people were laughing at kids for being slow you just thought yeah. they were slow you, there was a lack of information there was a lot of lack of information so that we didn't have that we now like understand that yeah. like you know things need to be put in place that mm. people like this are discriminated against and I now like I, I I consciously know that it's wrong. Yeah. Like 
I don't need to hear and see it multiple, multiple times. I don't need to be told on a continuous basis. As in, like, I, I, I it's know not it. about, it's not exactly. about you being told on a continuous basis. What I'm saying is, is that for, I can imagine anyway, for a lot of guys, if they don't have someone that they can actually have a conversation with and say, you know what, this is what I go through, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is something that I've dealt with. Unfortunately, like, for a lot of, I don't know many guys that are really going to go, you know what, I'm going to watch this video. I'm going to listen to this about feminism and about the issues that affect women and this and that. It's only recently, like, for example, I, I started to do that maybe two, three years ago because my girlfriend was, like, talking about Chimamanda and, oh, Chimamanda this, Chimamanda that. And it was just like, okay, like, what's this about? And, like, my my housemates at uni, I lived with all girls. So I was bombarded with it. And so I thought, you know what, let me let me, let me me understand what's happening here. Yeah, I um, think that's fine. But it's, like, pri- prior to you understanding this the issue, like, with p- particularly black feminism, mm. I understand wh- where you might have unconscious bias. So it's, like, okay, you're perpetuating this same power structure. Yeah. But when it comes to a point where you realise that there is this inequality yeah you can't keep that same mindset or like those people on the poll like keep mm. like say those negative those those things or dismiss the fact that these things are happening and i feel yeah, like that's can't. the issue i feel like they're not i feel like a, a lot of people are not just not receptive not, yeah just not receptive to it. they rather just dismiss it and be like oh like is that even is that even happening but like i think there's a lack of care that's for that those people have they have a lack of care. They're not going to do the research. I know people that just will not care. Like they, they'll hear it and just be like, "Oh, okay," but it's not going to affect their day to day life. But then there are guys that will research it, sit and listen, and listen to their w- friends' experiences, and they will make a yeah. change. And they will be the guys in the poll that did say, "You know what? This was unfair. This was blah blah." But unfortunately, it's always the people that have the m- the most negative things to say that we focus on. Can, can I ask a question, please? So um, I read a book recently called Oh, I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. It was really good <laughs> <laughs> by um, Rennie Edo Lodge. And um, she said something. Well, she said two things. First of all, if feminism can understand the patriarchy, it's important to question why so many feminists struggle to understand whiteness as a political structure in the same way. And I feel like that does summarise what we said. But... Um, my question is that like in terms of respecting women in general it's respecting like our struggle and where we're at do you think that these same men yeah why is smiling you feel trouble coming mm. yeah I'm you just feel happy your to heart. be a spokesman for all men across the world right now <laughs> you feel your heart palpitations right now now i'm all feel good i'm a feminist so i'm so, so good but um yeah so in terms of like active change because like obviously it's something to like jump on the tr be like no you guys are wrong but it has active change like so the way you run your household yeah would you for instance or do you think many men including yourself would be willing to like work part-time or like you're the one taking annual leave days off when your child is ill to like look after them to ensure that because of the time that your wife has taken off to have these children she can progress in her career without any career breaks without all of these like short oh my gosh i'm so sorry i need to leave work early yeah. because my kid blah, i mean blah, she has blah. to have a career break regardless of what the man does but yeah but would you be so like in that documentary the netflix one explained yeah. 
um, it was talking about how gender equality, and so the gender pay gap is like fine. It's basically equal up until motherhood, yeah. up until they have to take that break, and then after that, they are the down. yeah that they're the main ones kind of that suffer making those sacrifices. The men yeah. aren't doing it. Yeah, yeah, so that's true. As a feminist, as you yeah. as you call yourself, remember I'm a feminist. <laughs> do you think yourself and many other? Well, obviously you can't speak for everyone, but yeah, like, but would I, they be willing to make such a I, change? I think they would. I think I. Would I you? think I would. I've already discussed this with my girlfriend. I said that I would be so happy to look, spend a big part of my ch- children's like baby years, um, yeah, like looking after them and like mm. being around with them. <laughs> because do you know? Do you know why though? Because I honestly, I've always felt because i've seen that structure played out in my house so like my dad working hard working doesn't get home till 10 p.m with my mum all day like there's three of us boys in the house so i, I feel a real pain for her yeah i mean i mean she she loves every moment love you mum. um i and i know how much when my dad was around when my dad those odd occasions where my dad was able to pick me up from school and pick all three of us up like those were amazing moments you just like he wouldn't tell us and he would turn up and we'd just be like and we would just be like really excited (laughs) we'd be really excited so for me from a young age i always said to myself that if i had the opportunity i would take time off to look after my kids because Mm -hmm. i want to be part of that process and i understand how important it is for a father to be around and be part of that process and i think a lot of guys and especially um especially a lot of black guys are very conscious of wanting to ensure that they have a a good family and are number one see the the conflict is for us as guys is that there's an innate desire for us to want to provide yeah i was gonna touch on that yeah, yeah. because it's like we're not back in tudor like time. back in tudor times where it's like <laughs> to earn a, a great amount of money you had to be physically fit like the work that was needed you needed physical ability so obviously women weren't well they couldn't take on some of the yeah some of the jobs but whereas the like where we are now in society like the things that are most beneficial to like earn, earning potential it's like creativity organizational skills innovation like those yeah, sort of things and those that go across the board whether you're male or female anyone can have those skills yeah so it's like to have to earn as much as you can in a household you don't need you don't necessarily need the man to be the one who's working it's the one who has m- more of those the skills skill yeah sets. the better skill yeah. set and yeah. that may be the woman so if you're trying to get that optimal utility in your household then yeah. it may be more beneficial for your wife to be in the field because she is she has those credentials i, I don't think many men would be willing to like sacrifice their careers yeah because i feel like it comes with a pride and ego to be honest it's not about pride and ego okay it kind of is (laughs) but (laughs) but it's 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 about the fact that we all have so just like for you guys as women you felt like you've had things drilled into you from young like oh women must you know oh you know you've got to be able to clean a house you've got to be able to do this you've got to be able to yeah yeah that was equal yeah for us like we're wow. living good okay. know about the Ni- our nigerian Ooh. sister here but um <laughs> i can't even lie <laughs> let me not say too much <laughs> but for but for for um us as guys i know that for me 
100%. My dad made it very, very clear that as a man, my like one of my major roles was to provide. And like mm. I and that's something that is drilled into every man from young. If you don't have money, like you're not like you're no one's gonna love you. Yeah. No one's gonna wanna be with you. I, no I, woman's I, gonna wanna take like have your money but then also be willing to make the sacrifice so she can go get her money. Yeah. But it's that same Especially drive. if you know that she has more earning potential than you. And you ha- as a man yeah. you have to realise like it may not be you that's leading the household in that way. Yeah, 100%. Like you can still be the head of the house without earning the most money. And I feel like I men think need to kind of change their mindset in terms 100%. of that. Like money, it's not the be and end all in the household. That's that's very true. I'd so would you be comfortable then going and like saying, you know, you're working from like, you're, you're doing your part-time thing or whatever and she's the breadwinner yeah. and like you need some extra money. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. asking for pocket money. Hey babe, can I, have some? <laughs> I need an allowance. Hey, Han. You're looking after the kids. Like you're, you're cleaning. You're cooking. You're providing a service. Wait, so that's a house husband now. Yeah. yeah I'm Michael <laughs> Cow, baby. Yeah, I'm Michael Cow. Would you be willing then? Because I feel like guys like they're always like, oh, yeah, I'll be happy to do it. When blah it blah blah. It. But then yeah. like when the the money power structure changes yeah. within the household, are you gonna be like? See, I see. This is the thing for me. You're talking to someone that's already pre-planned in my mind. Like, obviously, life can can happen or whatever. But the profession I'm in, I'm in teaching. So for me, if I have to stop working full time, I know I can set up a tutoring business, mm. and I can tutor. I can still find a way of making money. Smart. My girlfriend's gonna be working in the private sector, and she's going to be like a CEO one day. She's gonna have her own architecture firm, oh, and you. so. No, she's yeah, gonna have her own. Else. She's gonna have her own architecture firm. So I'm very aware that her working in the private sector, she her salary might outstrip mine. Mm. Like, am I gonna? Am I gonna tell her? Oh my gosh, you know, you need to stop working because. I don't know, will you? I don't know. No, I won't. I want her to like. If you, truly I feel like love you're someone, a rare man. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, no, but I, f- I, feel <laughs> I feel like, like many men. No, but I feel like you know what will it find is. it very hard. Yes, to come to this conclusion you know and what? actually uh, implement it into their household. I think I think it will. I think it well, will be hard. <laughs> Our producer's saying no. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think it will be hard because it's it's hard in a way because we have to swallow our pride. We still want to be able to like provide and say, you know what, babes, here's this. Ra, I bought you a range. Like, I bought you this. I bought you that. We still want to be able to do like that. Feeling wanted yeah, or feel needed because that's what we've put our value in or as re- men. Mm, but that's where we put our value in as men we put we put our value in oh what can i afford to give you like if like if i see a guy and he's bought his girlfriend a bentley i'm feeling like oh like <laughs> like raw like yeah what am i doing <laughs> yeah like i feel like feel like a bum like and that's natural that's natural within us like we're competitive we want to you know do the best by the people that love us I just feel like that's why everything Chimamanda says is correct. As in, like, <laughs> it, as in, like, in the um, in that speech, like, she talks about needing to raise our boys and girls differently, so yeah. that like boys don't feel that pressure from a young age. I need to provide because this is where my worth lies, yeah. and like girls aren't feeling like, oh my gosh, I need to be, I need to be the most beautiful girl out there. Because I'm not going to get a husband, and that means I'm useless. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I I I didn't know that she was rooting for men like that. I respect it. Oh, maybe you should read her book. I can't be bad. Did you watch the huh? YouTube? I she did watch it. The, this was like three years ago. read The Feminist wow. Manifesto though and I gave him the book to read and he didn't read it. Wow. Wow. When did you give me that book? I gave you, I gave you the essay. 
and you don't read it. Okay. You advanced man. Anyway. Um, but yeah, like I, I just feel like a lot of men, especially nowadays, we're getting to a stage where people are getting out of their cultural, that cultural stronghold mm. that, that has bound a lot of men, like especially, you know, black men. Like they're not as rigid as they were before because time the economy everything has forced them to think differently and as a result of that i feel like we are going to see more men that are ex- are more willing to to take time off and and be a father and i think i think people are starting to see a lot of value in that and seeing you know what me being at home looking after a kid that's not you know a woman's job that's we brought this child into the world together yeah. like let's raise it's this child together it is yeah like I, I don't want my child to look at me like some bank because that's what a lot of um like a lot of uh people that i know like whose dads did the same thing you know just working hard only came home at night then you know off again in the morning whatever you see your you start to see that person as a bank and for him he's providing in a way that that's his love language he's providing and then the but the child the love language is quality time a lot of the time they just want to spend time with spend time with you and i think slowly but surely we're going to see a shift and i'm praying because i i think it's so important that fathers will play a more active role in raising their children i I think that we do need to see a shift and we are slowly seeing that shift yeah however i feel like there needs to be a structural change before like every single man out there like just sees it as the norm yeah Yeah, 100 percent in sweden for instance like they have like forced paternity leave it's either like you use it iceland Iceland. no sweden and iceland oh yeah so like i think it's like three months Mm, i know for iceland yeah yeah and if you don't use it you lose it yeah two weeks in the uk not the best for paternity leave and like there's also like shared maternity and paternity leave out there and like um i think there's like a certain amount of um weeks in the year in sweden anyway where like you can take off so that like as you as a man can spend time with your kids wow so like until those structural changes are in place like the general mindset isn't just going to change overnight men aren't just going to jump up be like you know what I'm, I'm let just, me stay I'm at home. Let me, let, me, let me just let me just take take a job with like lesser hours so I can just you know do this because they're just gonna be feeling like you know what I need to I need to be out here. Literally, a hundred percent. And I feel like in those situate in those um countries like Rwanda and Iceland specifically, it was like by force. Like with yeah. Rwanda, there was the genocide, so there weren't as many men, so the women had to step up. Yeah. In Iceland, yeah. the women went and, pro- and protested. They boycotted their workplaces, so it, obviously that Iceland was like losing losing money yeah. for their businesses it's so it's hats. literally but that's the thing and that's <laughs> so why it's I don't a buy think. it's like a buy force like yeah. it's not something that's an automatic process no. it's like we need to fight for these things to happen before yeah. the structural change is put in place and then the mindset will follow suit yeah because I, f- I i definitely think because there in both examples you saw that it took the economy economy being hurt enough before they made that before shift. Before they make that shift. But uh, what I think the issue is in the, like a lot of the Western countries is is that women haven't done anything to hurt the economy enough yet. Mm-hmm. So it's not. So which is to be honest, really and truly, what should happen is men and women should protest this and say, you know what, 
because I think they said that in Iceland they walked out of work. Yeah, exactly. Like you yeah. caught you, we just everyone just say, you know what, we've had enough. Like work has taken over our lives. This is not how it should be. Yeah. The economy comes second to family life. Like that's what we should pride ourselves on. Do we have great families? Because then if we have great and strong families, we have great and strong communities. If we have great and strong communities, that brings down crime. That brings mm-hmm. down a lot of issues that we have. Mm-hmm. I'm out here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that brings down a lot of issues that we have. And so, I mean, it just, you know what? It, it seems like feminism is the answer to a lot of oh It's a win, win. It's, it's a win, win. It's a win, win. for men and for women. It is for it And is the for economy, women. GDP growth. Yeah. The time, my articles I've seen, if women yeah. were treated um, equally to men, the economy could be this, economy yeah. could be that. So it's like, why aren't you doing this? But the, the thing is, the, the reason why I feel like a lot of like men aren't behind it, to a certain extent, I feel like it's kind of a little bit like, racism as in yeah, every time yeah, yeah every time that somebody is in the subservient position they're losing out somebody is winning mm. yeah. but capitalism yeah as well yeah but they don't get that in regards to like gender relations both actually win yeah, yeah. when they're both treated equally yeah because yeah. <laughs> that and that's the thing and the, the thing that we've seen as well is that whatever you do to harm someone you also harm yourself so men keeping women down in their um in terms of careers and everything it limited men like you couldn't spend time with your child even if you wanted to because i'm sure there was many men that wanted to spend more time with their children but they couldn't because of the norms because of the the pressure they feel on their head they wanted to Um, why do you even want all of that stress when you don't even need to carry all of that that's exactly but it's something that's but it's something that's higher than us that's been pushed on us this is like thousands of years of not brainwashing but it's like this is what we do as men and so for us to just break free and say you know what no i'm gonna not gonna do that uh, maybe a few men did that but it was it gonna catch fire no unfortunately in this world it's money that talks it's when it starts to hit the economy's pocket yeah when it starts to hit the economy's pocket that's when we'll see change Mm -hmm. okay guys well if we've learned one thing from today's podcast it's that we all need to go out on the street and yes. protest <laughs> bring out your placards <laughs> bring out your microphones yeah, bring it all. honestly like i would like if if i could and you know what i'm actually gonna find some sort of uh paternity lobby of some kind and and start to support it because i seriously believe that that this is like an issue that we need to address mm-hmm. like we need that like there needs to be such a serious uh focus on family issues and and making sure that that women are supported and 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 women can take breaks in their career without being penalized yeah because like you said like when i feel like we're all like men and women are just different parts of a body and if one parts of the one part of the body wins the whole body wins the whole thing if if your arm gets strengthened the whole body if you see something in your wife and you just want you see that she can go far just Come on. Come on, nurture that. Literally. Water that seed. Literally, you can be the motivator behind that and you're still being the you're leader. You're still a man. You're still a man. Exactly. Like, it doesn't take away from who you are and that's the, the role that you thing. play. That, I think that's the one of the craziest things for me. How can you see the brilliance in your woman? Like, I see my girlfriend, I just think, wow, like you're so amazing. How can I, how can I support you. that? Like, How can I help you? Like, That doesn't take anything away from me. Like... All that does is like one day we're gonna be man and wife. One day we're gonna be one. So, and in any case, like if you win, I win. 
like we're in this we're in this together like there's nothing that you do that's gonna diminish me like we're not in competition like and that's the the sad sad thing about that's the sad thing about uh i guess (laughs) anti-feminist well all i have to say as like um a somewhat concluding point is that white women as in like when i say white i'm talking about the political ideology of whiteness i'm not talking about all white women out there Mm-hmm. But like support us, like understand that there is a power structure which you is like beyond what you're experiencing. Intersectionality yeah. is a thing. Yeah. Like, and black men too. Yeah. Please yeah. get Both behind demographic groups, white men. I mean what? <laughs> 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 I mean you too. You got too, but like <laughs> white women and black men understand that like there is a force that you're like benefiting from and one which you're like also being the victim of and we're the victim of both yeah. and just yeah black men man let's let's step up our game man i'm i'm tired i'm just <laughs> tired of your okay. crap guys I, i'm black myself and like obviously i don't agree <laughs> obviously. With, obviously like i don't agree with every feminist issues but there's like some core things that feminism does yeah, yeah like there's some core things that feminism does that really does benefit us and we have to get behind it I'm not telling you to go on a slut walk. I'm not telling you to do, like, any of that madness. <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's some serious issues that feminism is bringing a light to that without the bravery and the, the strength and the perseverance of women, like, a lot of men's voices wouldn't be heard. And, and if you're so, silent to it, you are contributing yes, to it are. also. So don't even think you can just, like, brush it under the carpet. Yes. If you see it in play... Better call it out. Call <laughs> it out. Drag it from the root. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so don't grow back. Drag it out. Yep. Literally. Drag it. All out. right. That was a good discussion, guys. It was. Yeah, got a lot of things off my chest because you know I had I had some temp- pent up <laughs> anger in me. Yeah, I can um, see. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad we got we got those issues out. Thank you for listening today. Um, mm-hmm. the Move Hub podcast episode three, Black Feminism, episode yeah. two actually. Oh my oh, gosh, yeah, episode, episode two, two. yeah. Um, should we like do our at names and stuff one more time? Yes, I'm Toro, and also I'm a co-founder of the Move, and my at name is T O R O underscore O X. Send love and appreciation my way. Yes, <laughs> and I am. Anyway. I'm Jay the King, J-A-Y-T-H-E-E-K-I-N-G, or you just type in Bring Back Her Edges and you'll see me. Yeah, that really is. That's how I was looking confused. Yeah, no, that I really remember. is uh, what comes up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm Priscilla. I'm also co-founder of The Move, and you can find me at C-I-L-L-A-H-O-P-E underscore. That's Cilla Hope underscore. And yeah, like retweet, like comment, hashtag TM podcast. Yeah, broadcast it. Share it with your mum, your dad, your auntie, your granddad, your stepmom, your dog, your dog, especially your black dog. (laughs) Dogs can be sexist too, you know. We'll just leave that for another day. Yeah, yeah, we're we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up (laughs) now, guys. Yeah, see you later. That's a whole different. See you later. Bye. The Move Hub Podcast.